I want you to leave my rooms feeling empowered, happy and smiling, encouraged, comfortable being yourself and ready to take action. That's just my vibe. I definitely think the ability to be on LinkedIn actually did help my networking on Clubhouse. I don't think those two things are disconnected. And I've been coaching how to have a leadership voice for two years prior to Clubhouse launching. The moment it opened up, the reason I was attracted to it was a couple of reasons. Welcome to the Making a Marketer podcast, the show for all levels of experience with the best guests in the industry. Now, more than ever, it's important to keep up on the latest marketing trends and topics, and this is just the spot. Get ready to learn and laugh with your hosts, Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Now Marketing Group. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 80 of the Making Marketer podcast. I am Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing. This show is made possible by Powers of Marketing. We provide strategic marketing development and execution for small to medium-sized businesses looking to grow their sales and their brand visibility. And my co-host, Ms. Jen Cole. How are you, Jen? I am wonderful today. How about yourself, Megan? I'm doing all right. I'm hanging in there. We sometimes have a a guest star, Jen's cat, Edgar, but she had to kick Edgar out today because Edgar wanted to be in the show, on the computer, in in all the things. (laughs) He wanted to eat my headphones cord. Uh, Yeah, that would be bad. (laughs) We talk about Edgar sometimes, so I thought I'd bring that up. All right. So today we're going to talk about a platform that I'm, I'm growing to love and I'm learning more about. I don't spend that much time on it yet, but our guest today spends a tremendous amount of time on there. And every time I get on there and she's in a room, I join it because I know there'll always be a ton of value. And our guest today is Judy Fox. Hi, Judy. Hello excited to be here. And my dog is also normally wanting to be the star of the show. So he's a puppy Sheltie and he would try to hang out with your cat. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) She has a dog too, Olaf. And they're actually usually like spooning or, or, you know, playing. So I love it. I'm excited to have you on now. I will say, and I'm going to read your bio in a second. She is all about LinkedIn. She is a LinkedIn expert. And so we'll have to have her back another time to talk about LinkedIn, but because we've talked about that a couple of times and we haven't talked about clubhouse yet. And Audio is so hot and here we are in an audio venue, right? On a podcast. So I definitely want to talk about it and its potential. So I'm going to read Judy's bio. Judy Fox has generated over 5 million views on LinkedIn in the last two years and is listed as a top 10 LinkedIn coach for 2021 in Yahoo Finance. She's featured in Inc. Magazine, CEO Magazine, Bid Summit, Video Marketing World, People of Video, and on several top 100 marketing podcasts. With over 18 years of experience in business development and sales, Judy developed the LinkedIn Business Accelerator Method. Clients are implementing this LinkedIn method to achieve more business in over 1 million content views in 90 days. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so she does talk about LinkedIn on Clubhouse. So for sure, look her up if you're on iOS because it's still not available to Android users. So um, there's a little uh, accessibility (laughs) issue there still for a good chunk of the population. But I think everything we talk about today can also be applied to Twitter spaces and to any other existing social media platform which might choose to add 
audio to the mix. Because I know for me personally, I most of the time I'm listening, I am cooking dinner, I am doing dishes, I am on a walk. I was on one so long one day that I was on a walk, I made dinner, did the dishes, took a shower, <laughs> and then sat back down. And then I told, I got on stage and I told everyone that those were all the things that I had done. But then I actually <laughs> finally had to go <laughs> and get off the, the thing. So, all right, I'm going to let Jen kick us off. Well, I mean, I love that you said uh, that this can also be you know, directed towards Twitter spaces and any other audio space that comes about. That's a really important thing to note because some people are very Twitter spaces. Some people are very clubhouse. So, you know, so learn and apply. All right, let's start from the very beginning, Judy. For those who might not be familiar with what clubhouse is yet, what is it and what attracted you to the app in the beginning? And also, is there a certain etiquette that people need to follow? So, yes, I definitely think the ability to be on LinkedIn actually did help my networking on Clubhouse. I don't think those two things are disconnected because I talk about how to have a leadership voice. And I've been coaching how to have a leadership voice for two years prior to Clubhouse launching. So Clubhouse now, just the moment it opened up, the reason I was attracted to it was a couple of reasons. Number one, I saw people that I loved already listening to and people I wanted to potentially talk with were hosting rooms and I could come up on stage and talk with them. Right. In a mass messaging kind of, we're all talking together. And without feeling like it was something you had to get invited into that room, it was just a public room. It was available for us all to go into. And it had the same feeling of a live networking event where we all get a voice and people hearing your voice, whether you're running the room or not, is powerful on Clubhouse. So just to kind of back up, what is Clubhouse? It's audio only. You cannot see video of anyone talking So you can be dressed however you want. You can wear your fox ears. You can look however you want. You can be doing all the things that Megan just said she was doing without somebody. Like if you're on a live, we're talking right now. We're all static. I'm not walking around my house. That would be extremely awkward if I started taking a shower right now. We would be on the wrong podcast. (laughs) I hope I'm making you laugh. (laughs) The the, The point is audio only unlocks things for the busy professional, especially especially with everyone working from home and realizing that we don't want to be zoomed out, sitting on our computers, constantly having to see everyone on video. Audio can do it. Audio lets us get to know each other too. It's not just video. So I feel like we went from written word and posting and back and forth writing to audio only in the messaging features of direct messages. And maybe you would exchange a couple messages with other people audio. And of course, we've always had video of people interviewing, but this collective conversation, I've never been in a room with thousands of people being able to all hear and be part of a conversation. It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of value there. But there's also like, it's something that is so simple, because it's, it's kind of one dimensional, where it's just like, you're listening, and then you can follow people. And then, you know, I haven't been on there in a while. So I'm sure that they've added some pretty cool things to it. So my additional question to the first question is basically like, when you start when your first time on Clubhouse, what are a couple of things that people just need to know and understand on how to, you know, communicate in an audio only setting where you can't like say something until you're 
given permission, kind of that kind of thing. Yeah. So audio only reminds me of a couple of things. And the reason why it reminds me of networking in person is picture um, a big social media conference and we have somebody on stage speaking and they give an amazing talk on stage. That is one person or a panel talking to the big audience. So maybe there's an audience of 500 people in that room, or maybe it's smaller, maybe it's 50, doesn't matter. The point is there's people listening and they're all sitting in all the chairs in the audience. And that person that was talking gets off stage. That feels like how Clubhouse runs, where somebody may open up a room with a sense of, here's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to give you a bit of a, maybe it's a 10 minute talk. Maybe it's a little micro TED talk. (laughs) And they are on stage with the main microphone. And then they start, they get off stage. They either go into the audience and say, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. That's how it feels. If you had to equate what is happening in real life to what actually feels like on audio. So if you were going to join Clubhouse or any audio app, because I've now been on, am I allowed to name other audio apps? Because there's a ton that are coming out. There's a ton that are testing. So right now I'm a beta tester in Fireside, the one with Mark Cuban that he created that app. It's called, let me just make sure I have the names all right. So it's called Fireside. So I'm a beta tester in that. And I just got access a couple of days ago, which is really exciting. Same thing. You just want to kind of go into it just like you're sitting in the audience and then you get brought either up on stage, could be the equivalent of you getting asked to join a panel on stage in real life, or this feeling like the person who has the main microphone is coming out to the audience like, Judy, what do you think? (laughs) Megan, what do you think? And I don't know why, but I had a dream last night that I was sitting next to Mark Cuban, having dinner with him, just chatting about his app. So I feel like he wants my input. So (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) That is so weird that I had a dream, but it it was one of those dreams that was so real that I woke up asking myself, did I have dinner at some point in my life with Mark Cuban? So I'm asking myself that question. (laughs) That's a really random side note, by the way. But when you hear somebody's audio, it's way more intimate than we give credit for. And it's interesting that I mentioned I had a dream because hearing somebody's audio makes your imagination work of what they look like, how they're talking. I think it's kind of cool. I think it actually gets more in our brains than we think it does and how intimate it can be. So yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I don't know. Did I answer your question? Because I feel like I'm all over. Yeah, yeah, you, you, go you on. didn't exactly, but that's okay because there's so much to cover. I <laughs> there's think there's a lot to uncover with like, my dreams too. Don't speak <laughs> until you get permission and all of those those kinds of things. Because yeah, it depends on the room. Like sometimes you have to be asked to speak. Sometimes you can just they call it popcorn, like where anyone can just you know speak. They say if you're listening and you hear someone say let's PTR. Sometimes I think moderators forget to remind or to say what that means because Mm -hmm. if you're just in there for the first time, you don't know that means pull to refresh because people can change their pictures and the order can change um, and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of times you're going to be going in order. And if you speak out of order, you could get scolded. (laughs) Let's be honest. (laughs) It depends on who the moderator is and that kind of thing. So I think there's lots of rooms that are like for newbies. And so I, my recommendation to anyone who's like new to going in there would be like to attend a clubhouse for newbies session. So that you learn all the little nuances. 
Yeah. So if you're joining any new app, because now that I'm being in these, I've now tested Twitter spaces. I've now tested a new app called Racket. There's a ton that are coming out that are all like kind of the, the world of audio is like, hey, we've always been here. We've always, where did radio has always been here? Podcasting, they're having a bit of a heyday, this whole audio world. So, and there's already been the news that Facebook wants to come out with one and LinkedIn wants to come out with one. So it's the functionalities there for every single platform. And it's the biggest advice that I think Megan was just saying was kind of have to read the room. If you want to test something out, don't assume that you need to start by talking yourself. Just go and observe, go and look, go and listen and join a room that says welcome newbies or welcome to learn, come in this room to learn how to use XYZ app. There's going to be always those kinds of rooms because marketers love making those rooms (laughs) because we love coaching and teaching. And that's the perfect thing to teach about is how does Clubhouse work? Come join my room. (laughs) Yeah. So you kind of already answered my next question because you you host rooms and you're teaching. But outside of that, in terms of like what you attend, I'm curious, again, you kind of already said it, but if you have any more to share on like what keeps you going back to Clubhouse so frequently, because there are certain people that every time I go in there, they're in there. And part of it too is like time difference, right? You're on the East Coast. And so in the evenings, probably easier for you than the middle of the day sometimes. But you and Fanzo, I always look to see who's on and then I'm like, okay, I'll probably, you know, I'll go into that. That's the easiest way for me to pick a room is to see who I know is already on, which may narrow my choices a little bit. But what keeps you going back? So I think number one, during this 2020 period of time where we weren't meeting up in person, it did give us a way to connect more intimately and actually get a chance to catch up versus one-on-one. I got a chance to be in a room with Jessica Phillips and Jen and Megan, like everyone, and we can collectively all be together. And Brian, and I mean, I could just start naming names and you're all going to be like, you're just (laughs) God and Susan. I don't know. (laughs) The point is when the equivalent of all of us sitting around on a Friday, if we could have all been in person, we all could have been hanging out and talking and sitting on the back porch of a eatery or something like someplace for us to hang out. I think that's called like a pub. Why do I have to say like? Like an eatery or pub. <laughs> My language is like, what am that I? Place, like, that place where you drink things. Stuck in England or something right now. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Cheerio, meet me at the pub. But <laughs> I feel like also the international component, everyone that I wouldn't necessarily hang out with and see, but now I'm just, it felt like I all of a sudden had this part of my heart that was lonely or part of me that was just scrolling other apps killing time. I really just deleted the time I was spending probably mindlessly scrolling any other app out there or maybe listening to a podcast. Honestly, I I replaced some of my mindless non-productive scrolling, or at least I thought it was market research, with this being yeah. on Clubhouse and having the conversations. And I, I don't think I had to find time. I just had to replace time that I was already killing somewhere else. That's a great point. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, and I, Netflix. 
Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I do think in the global thing, that's interesting that you say that too, because I'll be like, I'll I'll just open it at any random time. And yeah, there's people in Australia who are like, it's in their evening tomorrow or whatever, you know, like there's always going to be some sort of interesting conversation happening and you get exposure to people that you would like probably never would have heard from or met otherwise. Yeah, I love that. Well, and there was one room that I went in and got I was just listening in the audience. And I think there might be the story for everyone because I don't always have time to watch every single person's live streams and all of everyone's advice, right? And I can't always get exposed to new people because it might be an hour long thing that they're doing. But when you do have that popcorn advice style room where a lot of people get a chance to give little bits of advice and you're popping around and you have a topic, like I just literally was doing do's and don'ts of networking. And when you pop around with these quick do's and don'ts, you might get a nugget of advice from popping in a room like that for even 30 minutes and walk away with something you were meant to hear. I always have this feeling inside myself that I have benefited so much from being on this app that I can see why it makes sense for a lot of people because there's been some rooms that I've benefited just popping in for 30 minutes, listening to a couple people talk and going, whoa, I had no idea that person existed, number one. (laughs) Number two, that was amazing advice that I can implement right now in my own life and business. And it's mindset. I'm hearing some of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I get so bummed. I'm like, why didn't I take notes? Because yeah. It's, because it's not recorded. No, I mean, it, we can get into that. Some of it, it, you know, if they say they're recording it, it can be, but you're not having access to it. The person who recorded it is one with the access. I'm testing another app that is recording okay. these hour-long conversations. I don't know. I'm not allowed to talk about all the apps, but the point is there is this energy around, oh, I wish this was recorded, right? Yeah. Right. But it reminds me of the magic that sometimes happens and some of the value you feel inside when you feel like it's this conversation that happened on your couch. And did you really want to record you and your friends hanging out for two hours? And are you going to time mark that moment that someone said something amazing? Maybe, maybe not. Sometimes it's memorable because it isn't recorded. I don't know if that makes sense, but you're paying more attention because you know it's not recorded. Yeah, for sure. I just, my retention's bad. And so when I hear like a business tip, like a business tip that I know I can implement, I'm like, oh, I wish I would have written that down. But yeah, for sure. I have walked away with, especially the LinkedIn stuff. I always learn something new. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know about you ladies, but I've been listening to Amy Tischler and Julia Jornsay Silverberg. Their whole thing is about the unhighlight reel, you know? like being real, being genuine and sharing the sad and and owning yourself and things like that. And it's on a Friday afternoon every single week. And it's just so invigorating. It's so motivating. And sometimes it just feels like freaking church. I love that about Clubhouse. I love the intimacy. And I love that I, I kind of treasure the fact that it's not recorded because then it's just so raw and amazing. And, and, you know, people can say things that they might not want repeated later. And, you know, that's a great point. Yeah. I have said things that it's not because it was not exactly recorded, but somebody could have been recording. I think you should always operate on social media as if anyone could be documenting what you're doing and saying. So don't don't go all the way to there's zero possibility that anyone could <laughs> like capture Snapchat. this. Right. But you can play with more freedom of expression and opening yourself up if you were willing to do that anyways. It's a really nice app to do it on mainly because 
I see people getting raw and real on other apps. And I feel like sometimes it's not back and forth. Whereas on Clubhouse, the moment I have opened up about a lot of my journey, things that I didn't open up about, about being a single parent, you're able to say what's more nuanced, where people misunderstand things when it's this one video, one clip in time, where if it's on a stage on Clubhouse, you can go back and forth to explain your story. And none of our stories are so easy to talk about, especially if it involves tough subjects. And yeah, it'll, I have opened my eyes up to more nuances of conversations and topics and, oh, I never thought about it like that. Or, wow, I appreciate that person opening up because I'm not exposed to that culture or I wouldn't even know that that was an issue or concern. What does that mean? So, So, you know, as a business of any kind, a business entity, whether it's small, big, medium, um, or as a personal brand, or as just a marketer, um, we're always trying to track things. We're always trying to make sure that we're doing better, our performance is increasing and things like that. So have you found a way to track room or club performance yet? And what are some of the key things you're looking for, you know, to count a session or a club or, you know, something like that as a success like something that you you would want to talk a client or business into keeping up? So I do know for myself and what I was doing, and then I thought about offering a clubhouse strategy. I'll give you an example. The first couple of weeks I was on clubhouse, I ended up having to hide my calendar because I had 70 sales calls. Seven zero come through, get booked on my calendar. And my business process was a great, I have a great system and a great everything. Everything was working amazing. I was extremely happy, but I had total of about 70 clients in 2020. So to have 70 sales calls in two weeks, I'm used to having two leads, maybe three leads, because I have what I call a very high quality converting lead situation that I had lined up. I had the best, I was like, I was so happy with my own system. And I tell people all the time, I was like, Clubhouse made me kind of hide my system and make it harder to get into my funnel. Wow. So I I think that is a testament to Clubhouse because the moment you're on stage and you're giving good advice in a large audience, it is the equivalent of people being able to sell from a conference stage. And if you are selling and you're you're really good at it and you're, you're on stage at a major marketing event, if you feel like you can do that, then Clubhouse will be amazing. And you don't even have to do any kind of hard sell. You just have to have the right links that you just send people and say, if you want to get more about me, connect with me further. Or uh, what I had was on my Instagram, the only link I had was to hire me. Wow. That's the only link. So if you didn't want to hire me, you weren't going anywhere else. So (laughs) do you see why I had to like kind of take that down? Because I was like, if that's your only link, then there was a lot. If, if you want people to hire you, then make that your only link on your socials. Hire me. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Okay. So I have changed the next question I was going to ask like three times. I just deleted oh, no. it. I was like, I don't even know. Because no, it's awesome because you're because you're answering as we go. And that's part of the reason I don't share questions in advance if I can avoid it because things evolve. And then, it you know, so we want to allow things to take a turn. Okay, so I 
was going to ask if you've gotten any business. Oh, a it, ton. Which, a I mean, ton. you just, you just <laughs> like, <laughs> and that was, you know, it was the second version of the question I was going to answer that you already asked earlier or answer earlier. Okay. So I, ten, I 70, 10X to my business or whatever you want to call okay. it. I mean, I haven't run the numbers, but yeah, the numbers are off the charts. So, okay. So back to Jen's question then, the, in terms of tracking performance, for yourself, like that metric for you is the fact that you then, you know, but so, but you had 70 calls. How much of that did you convert? Just curious, just because that's right. I know out of the 70, again, because I wasn't, I wasn't expecting this. I'd got on Clubhouse around Christmas and I was like, oh, having a great time. And then all of a sudden I got 10 calls booked and then I got 20. And then that next week was like, off the charts. My whole calendar was full and I had to shut it down. So what can I equate to that numbers wise? Cause I'm not normally very public around my numbers. Oh, that's okay. No, no, no. You, you don't have to do that. You can just I be generally half I, a third. Yeah. At some point I feel like half have converted to something to okay. saying they wow. want to be part of the next group coaching because then I had to say I wasn't offering one-on-one to 70 people because I was like, how can I do that? Right. <laughs> so I started a wait list and on my wait list and interest, I ended up, so I, like I said, I had to hide my direct link to my calendar and I created opt-ins. So I'm now at a thousand people on that opt-in list to be on the wait list. So that is a thousand now. Wow. So does that give you any numbers? Like, yeah, that's a lot. Like to me only, that is my only link clubhouse opt-in. It's my foxrocks.club. If you're interested in being on any type of wait list, or if you want access to my next coaching, or you want access to this. So a thousand people have signed up in probably about over the course of two months from only being on stages and just talking. Okay. So I, I just, that's one thing I wanted to clarify to make sure let's say that again. So our listeners understand you are not selling on clubhouse. You are teaching and providing value Mm-hmm. you're giving. And I say, I did a talk last week. And of course I did. I said, like we say, you know, give, 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 and then maybe try to sell. But if you are giving and people are getting, or they're learning from you and they're, they're going to keep coming back for more. Cause you're, you're, you're continuing to be on LinkedIn and you're continuing to give value, but that says so much that people are still then going, okay, I will come to you. So let's talk a little bit about that. The only way, because we did talk about how it's only audio, but let's talk a little bit about the ways that they can get to you through because it's kind of limited. So let's talk a little bit about the bio and like what you recommend in terms of other than having that one, potentially that one link to know that they're coming to you from there. But tell our listeners how kind of how it works in terms of connections with other networks. Yeah. So one thing that I did that I think was really smart was I created my foxrocks.club or whatever you want to call it, but it has the dot club ending because then I was able to track that is only being promoted on Clubhouse. That's the only opt-in or link. Or if you if you go down the kind of foxhole from that direction, I'm able to track more closely how much activity and interest I got on that link. So number one, that is a powerful step. It's not that expensive to buy a dot club. And we have making a marketer dot club. Exactly. I bought that. I bought that like a few weeks and right now it auto directs to our Twitter. So anyway, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, but yes, having that auto direct somewhere that helps you, for example, you could 
put it to a Google Doc. You could direct people there. You could direct people, like you said, to Twitter. But as long as you're able to capture what that activity is, is kind of nice. So that's a yeah. benefit to that. The next thing is you get an access to send people to Twitter to follow you there. If you're active on Twitter, your top tweet, your pinned tweet could be something that is attractive to get them into quote unquote, the top of your funnel. So I always think of people as I either need to add more touch points because they just met me for the very first time. So they need something to add more touch points to me to get to know me more. They have to come back to another room. That could be another odd touch point. They, I encourage people to follow my hashtag as a cold add up touch points and then connect with me on LinkedIn. So I've got a few cold directions, if that makes sense. Warmer is you want to be on the wait list. You want to get a download from me. You want something that still may be free or potentially a minimal cost. Like that warmer lead, somebody who's like, oh, I know what Judy has to offer. I will come to her next event she's hosting online. I'm definitely going to listen to the full one hour podcast. Of course, you're listening to this one right now. And you're warmer, right? And then Mm -hmm. the hot, you still have to have access. So I still have access. I have an application to my calendar. So I'm now probably getting people to fill out that application. It's probably about per clubhouse stage, maybe two or three people fill out that application per clubhouse stage. And I could be talking about almost anything. And so I am getting leads that come in each one, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's amazing. So yeah, you fill out your bio, it allows you to connect your Twitter and your Instagram. There's not a LinkedIn connection on there, but if you, and there's not even a hot link, right? There's like a, there's like, you can have a link. There's, we have a bit.ly link that's super easy. It says M-A-M on C-H. Like, Mm -hmm. so I know if someone comes, clicks that link that they found us through Clubhouse and that, that links to the, directly to the, to the pod. So yeah. People will do what you focus on. So when you really, like I said, when I focused on the only thing you could get from me on Clubhouse was access to my calendar, it blew up. So whatever you want to get what I call a slip and slide to conversion, (laughs) you just narrow the funnel. And there's going to be plenty of people if you say things on stage that make sense or you run the right rooms and we can talk about that, but it converts. I just, yeah. That's awesome. Okay. We'll talk about that in the, in the second half then. So we're going to take a brain break and I let Jen pick the topic. And today the brain break is topic is spring beverages. So what's your favorite, Jen? You get to go first because it's your question and I am struggling (laughs) really to pick one. (laughs) What's yours? Oh, mine's really easy. I just like a nice glass of rosé wine, dry rosé wine. That's what I want. I want to drink pink. I like taking pictures of it. I like taking it out on my porch. I like taking it by the pool. I like taking it on the lake. Literally, I feel like that's a uh, book. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will write a book about how much I love rose and all the places it will go. <laughs> Where will you drink rose next? <laughs> <laughs> On a plane for a show. <laughs> that's funny. Rose all day. I yes. love it. 
All right, Judy, you want me to go or do you have yours? I am not much of a drinker, but when I do have a drink that is alcoholic, but I have have to be alcoholic. It could be anything. I've been into kind of that like hybrid tea lemonade world. It just seems so refreshing. And there's something about tea, which is a little bit of the not super sweet part of lemonade. So there you go. Mix me some, but I don't really want alcohol with it. So I totally I'm, understand that. I'm going to be a beer. I'm a beer I can, girl. Oh, okay. That's cool. I can turn any non-alcoholic like mocktail into a great cocktail. Uh, nice. That's one of my hey. superpowers, apparently. <laughs> Someone describes it. I'm like, that sounds amazing. Ooh, vodka in there would be make it even better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to give a little plug to this little company that is blowing up. And I think they're so amazing. They're called Ourobora. It's A-U-R-A-B-O-R-A. They were on Shark Tank. And I watched it, you know, the next day on Hulu and um, bought and had it delivered the next day, free delivery. So they don't do that with everyone I've learned, but they made a huge first impression, right? Like hand delivered. They came to my door even. They didn't even just like leave it downstairs. Yeah. But, and also you can't see this because it's an audio podcast, but they send these really cute postcards. And and one, one that I got says on the front, it says not to creep you out, but we're literally obsessed with you. And inside it's like a huge thank you for continuing to support because I ordered again. So it's sparkling water. It's oh, all these like, v- yeah, but, and they're like very cool, like lavender watermelon and um, basil berry. And they're all these really cool. So it kind of tastes like, and it's shaped like a white claw. So it kind of tastes like a seltzer or something like that, but you're not having the alcohol. So you get like the illusion of um, I'm having a, you know, a don't adult beverage right now, even though you're not. And, and you can add vodka and it's also delicious. And I'm just going to read this. This is the last thing they sent me another. It says from the land to your hand, good, clean, yum. And then it says how to enjoy Ourobora pop in the fridge, wait for it to get cold. Oops. Oh, open fridge to check. It's not a fridge anymore. It's a portal. The sky is lavender. The clouds are coconut. Your arm is fuzzy. You're a sloth. Run. <laughs> and then this it says, there's an asterisk on the run. And then at the bottom, it says, you're a sloth. You can't run. And it's a sloth that's on the, yeah. So super cute. Oh, Buy Ourobora. I highly recommend it. It's expensive. I'm not going to lie. It ends up being like three bucks a can, but for water. <laughs> But small business, yes, as a marketer, I so appreciate them. So that was fun. I'm glad I got to share that. I had, I didn't know until I realized, oh, I have those cards right next to me. Oh, that's what I'm going to talk about. (laughs) Okay. Jen's going to kick off their second half. Okay. So any form of social media is supposed to be social. Obviously Clubhouse is only social. (laughs) So what have you found to be a surefire secret to growing a loyal community on Clubhouse? People that just like keep coming back to hear you, see you and connect with you. I would say the best thing I've ever done, and this is what I lean into, and this is what I coach on leadership on LinkedIn, is to realize that people are going to forget everything except for how you make them feel. A shout out to Maya Angelou. So did I? Yeah, yeah I, that's correct, right? I got the... So yeah. she... <laughs> I love her quote and I really lean into how do you actually do that? So my brain is actually an engineering mindset and brain because that's how I started off my career was an engineer. So I engineered that and I created a list 
for myself. And now if you work with me, my clients are forced to create this list. (laughs) But I want to know if somebody leaves a clubhouse room and they've spent the last hour with you, you should be very intentional with how you made them feel because they're going to forget what you said and they're going to forget what you did on stage, but they're going to remember that. So the other thing to do is to create patterns of recognition of how you show up. So there's, I don't know, it's kind of like those jingly patterns that the audio of jingles or the audio of how you can show up can be very memorable. So I have a pattern in the rooms that I run. I sometimes have a business joke or a, so you know to expect it because you're coming back for the experience. Experience. You're not just going to the club room just to be like, oh, Judy's going to talk. But there is a collective experience. Some people have said I'm very sing-songy on stage or I have awkward jokes or <laughs> I say extremely awkward things. Like I think Megan heard me on stage just like 10 minutes before this podcast. And she was like, I an experience and I kind of know I'm doing it. I'm not completely unaware of my brand and who I am and my five ways that I want people to feel. So I have that front and center for my content and for my audio rooms. How do I want you to feel after you've spent time in my audio room? Wow. Yeah, I think that's perfect. I remember the way I feel, you know, that's the whole thing about attending Amy and Julia's room is, oh my gosh, I felt like my soul was touched. And, you know, there were parts of that where I was actually crying because, you know, it was just it's so emotional. Like this is, this is a really cool place to experience some of that. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're, in my opinion, you're dead on there. That is a perfect answer. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you how I want people to feel. I have to like, I have it open most of the time, but I didn't have it open like right the second, but it is, I want you to leave my rooms feeling empowered, happy and smiling, encouraged, comfortable being yourself and ready to take action. That's just my vibe. I pick those five words for myself for how I want other people to feel. And then I know I'm doing it right when my direct messages say, wow, thank you for making me feel so comfortable on stage today. Wow, I feel ready to take action. And I took fast action right after being on your clubhouse stage. So this is how I have this list in front of me when I make presentations, when I'm on podcasts right now. So all the time, if you just stay consistent, people talk about consistent content. I actually think it's more consistent voice than consistent content. Do you show up consistently and when you do show up? So that's a great point because we kind of like with this show, we are who we are and Jen and I get along great and we have great guests. And so like, I think all of those things that add together, but yeah, we're, we're not trying to be someone we're not. And we're, you know, like always. So I appreciate you saying that because I, I hope we're doing that for our audience. I hope we're serving them in that way. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about, you talk about getting direct messages. I want to talk a little bit about the back channel. You do moderate rooms. And let's talk a little bit too about like that, how moderation works. And you rarely will host, will moderate a room by yourself, right? Like you'll always have co-moderators and um, kind of a back channel of, of communication. So talk a little bit about that. And then also about your, the LinkedIn back channel that you set up. So for chat. The back- Yeah, the back channels are really smart because when you're on stage, obviously, if you have something you need to discuss with the other people moderating the room with you, especially because these rooms can last for a very long time and you want to make sure that you're passing the microphone in a way that works, that nobody's getting some side messages saying, hey, this was inappropriate or whatever's happening on stage, you can 
have a way to talk about it without publicly getting off the microphone and airing out to the whole audience what you're trying to navigate because people are people. There's going to be always something that comes up, always something like, hey, I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Like, There's always something that will come up in a four-hour room. And believe me, those rooms go very long sometimes. If you're having a short room, it's easier. So let's just start there. The other thing is, even beforehand, I've had rooms that I knew were going to run for a very long time. So I've actually, to be really transparent, I've hired somebody to be there as a grounding person to help. And they know exactly what their role is. And maybe because When you pay somebody and they are there intentionally, it allows you to lean on them in a way that a friend (laughs) may not be able to be leaned on because they're being valued for literally being there and their experience for how to moderate and run a room. So I do think there's value in paying people to be there if that it makes sense for your business and your brand. And especially if you want to hold the right room with a really good energy. So that is something to be aware of that. I don't think I'm the only person that has ever paid anyone to run a room with them. So, right. No, I appreciate you saying that. Cause also I've seen that in people's bios. I mean, I I'm all for tuning our own horns and like all that kind of stuff, but some stuff is so braggadocious. So I just feel like some of that is like, needs to just be said upfront. Also, there's a lot of rooms like get rich quick schemes and stuff. So I would be weary of those, but someone said they were the highest paid moderator on clubhouse. And I was like, how do they know that? Yeah. Like, where's the where's the place where people are going to list that? Like where where's this? You know what I mean? It really depends. I'm hiring somebody just to make sure there's no glitches, that they pull people up correctly, that that if they need to address um removing somebody from stage, I don't have to hit all the buttons all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think there's so. totally value in paying someone. And I didn't mean to say sorry if I came oh, up no, no, no. like I I was saying. No, but how do you know who's the straight, highest ha- paid yeah. person? Yeah. When I yeah. saw that anyone was getting paid to moderate, I was like how do I get in on that action? I think you do it by just by being present and by making yourself available by DMing someone who you think you might, you know, drive with or, or whatever. Um, I think there's a spectrum of moderation because I have seen amazing journalists and amazing interviewers and amazing people who know how to quote unquote run an event maybe those people are at the higher end of literally running the room. And I've seen some of those people in action and they are incredible. I would be like, put me on whatever show you're creating. You know what I mean? Because they create a show and an experience. Whereas there's also the more spectrum of admin tasks or making sure things behind the scenes, there are logistics. So it could be a logistical person versus somebody who is maybe a talent, if that makes sense. Oh, it's like a producer versus a face. Yes. Yes. And somebody, oh, like uh, the Kathy Lee and Hoda or somebody who's running and on, they've got the microphone. Versus somebody who's running logistics in the back, making sure everyone's audio is good, making sure everyone has what they need, making sure nobody's kicked off stage or something. So logistics and tech maybe, and then spectrum all the way up to the talent and the uh, interviewing and the name and recognition and all that kind of stuff up here. So I can see where you would get paid a lot to be the quote unquote famous interviewer, if that makes sense. I don't know how to explain this. Am I yeah, doing yeah, a good no, job? No, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, no, that's good. And I mean, anyone can do it, but not everyone can do it well. 
And if you, if you want to create a foothold and gain an audience and potentially gain business, not everyone is on there to gain business either, right? Like you can just get on and talk about there's mental health rooms and there's probably some people in there who are therapists who are trying to gain business or they want to coach you or whatever. But generally speaking, the, it runs the gamut, the types of rooms that, that you can be in. So. And then the other room that I run in when I run the room, I open it, I schedule it, I know it's going to be my room, is creating that back channel for the audience down below, which most people, different applications that are audio only have no way of having a conversation in the audience happen or any way for the audience to express themselves. Like if you go to Twitter spaces, you can put a little laughing emoji or you have all, you have all these options for how to interact as an audience member. And it's almost impossible on clubhouse to have an audience reaction to what is happening on stage unless they send you a one direct message and then it's one to one person. So the way to create a collective audio experience is to create a back channel chat that collects the whole audience in a big chat. And the best way I have found that and the easiest way is to create a LinkedIn chat. So LinkedIn allows you to connect a LinkedIn event with a clubhouse room event. It could be linked to anything, but you have what's called a live chat feature within LinkedIn events. And if you haven't been on LinkedIn in a while, that might be a new feature that you're like, what? LinkedIn has LinkedIn events? But they're trying to replace all of the event features that you would need that are external to LinkedIn. So they give you opt-ins now, a pop-up screen that when you register for LinkedIn event, you can collect everyone's emails with all the GDPR rules and everything is correct with the opt-in. It's a pop-up. LinkedIn is doing all of this now, which is really powerful for marketing. Because I've created events on there recently. In fact, like when the last two out of the last three lives that we did, we do every other episode of this live. And I created a LinkedIn event. And Mm -hmm. the broadcast link, of course, though, wasn't to LinkedIn Live because I don't have LinkedIn Live. So it was my... We're going to fix that. (laughs) It was my, yeah, my restream. It was my restream link. And I loved it because I had the opportunity, like so many people said they were coming, but of course, like a fraction of the people actually ended up coming. So, but that chat, I did not see that chat feature. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's a chat feature. Unfortunately, they still have a cap. I've talked with the LinkedIn team when I did my first clubhouse room connected to LinkedIn. I did two rooms, 2,000 people, 2,000 people went to the event on Clubhouse and over to the LinkedIn event and viewed my profile, my LinkedIn profile. If I really want to get specific, it was 1,700 that checked out my LinkedIn profile. Oh my profile. gosh. But that no. is a lot of people in one <laughs> yeah, it is. out of only two rooms on Clubhouse to go drive traffic to your LinkedIn profile. So yeah, it exploded. It went like my vertical profile views were off the charts. So insane. That's so awesome. Amazing. So you can see now why I think Clubhouse and LinkedIn together can make a powerful combination. And of course, yeah. the only thing that's true in life is what death taxes, life and death taxes and algorithm changes. <laughs> so we know that everything's going to change when new apps come out. And so anyone who's saying, and if this is a conversation where people are like, oh, Clubhouse is this, or it's lost, it's this, or people always have opinions about apps, right? Yeah. The biggest thing I'll say is honing your voice and getting better at expressing yourself on video, 
audio, any type of format, it's always a skill worth learning. And just yeah. use these apps as they benefit you for that moment in time. I love that. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody who's on the fence about getting started on Clubhouse? These people that, you know, have an opinion or, or whatever, or don't quite have an opinion. Uh, some key things maybe to keep in mind as a moderator. So you're going to, if you're starting a room and you want to get active on the platform and host your own rooms, because honestly, that is the best way to get all these leads and opportunities that I'm talking about. It really does come running your own rooms. I would not have gotten 2000 people if I was just a random audience member coming up to stage. (laughs) So running your own rooms and being a moderator, number one, whoever you co-mod with, have a way to communicate with them in what's called the back channel. So if Jen and Megan and I right now, we're all running a clubhouse room, we would have a conversation happening that is a group conversation where we can all say, hey, this is what's going on. Hey, this is the next topic. Hey, that person didn't get a chance to speak. Something so we can run a productive conversation in a room and we can make sure and say, hey, Megan, next time you get the microphone, please plug this thing for you because we want to make sure you get a chance to talk about this and just making sure each of us get access to the room that we created because that's the value in it for each of us is doing it together to get a bigger audience. But then we need to be mindful of good, I don't know, good social capital. I can't just step all over (laughs) Jen or Megan and we got to be in sync. So or else we'll never want a room together. So be mindful of your, you actually look really good when you do hand the microphone and you don't get a chance to plug yourself. You actually end up plugging yourself when you show so much kindness to your co-moderators. And I think people forget that. So number one, don't worry about the spotlight. Cause if I give it to Jen and Megan, I feel pretty confident. They'll be like, wait, Judy didn't get a chance, you know, that kind of thing. So like, yeah, just chill, <laughs> trust <laughs> that you'll get a chance that you'll get the microphone and you'll co-mod, but don't try to moderate with, it depends on the room you want to run. But if I was going to recommend someone getting started, pick two or three people. I think three is a good vibe Four. When you start getting up to six, it becomes a lot more to figure out how to navigate all the different voices, opinions, the conversation can go off the rails. But yeah, I've seen rooms where everyone who got on stage, they make they moderator. And I'm like, why, why, why? That's a whole nother room. I'm yeah, okay. that there might be pros to that for those people. But I think for now, it's if you're going to get started and you want that room to get if me and Jen and Megan all team up. At some point, we want something to come out of it. I don't think we're going to spend hours on stage if we hope for no one to ever talk to us ever again from the whole room that we ran. And many marketers and anyone trying to be on there for business, even if you're on there for fun, you still might expect something to come out of it. Yeah, no, I think so too. Of course, when after this episode gets published, we're going to do a clubhouse room in the yeah. Making a Marketer Club because we have it. And full disclosure, we've hardly used it at all. So you missed it, like, um, I think once or twice. Twice, twice, twice. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get back in there. I think it'll be really fun to. So if you're listening to this, hopefully the timing works out between listening and hopefully us. Hopefully Clubhouse club. is still here. I'm just we'll kidding. Give it, yeah, right. <laughs> we'll give it some days. No, no, this will be published in the next week. Okay. Um, and so, yeah. And so then. Like I so said, we'll what to, is it? Taxes, yeah. algorithm right. changes, apps <laughs> will change, apps will come and go. <laughs> For sure. R.I.P. Yeah. 
Right. I totally, I think it'll be really fun to do a follow-up to this and to the, and part of the reason why I wanted to have a club and add clubhouse to the mix is because of the community that we have that right now is one way, right? Like they're just listening to us. We're occasionally we'll get a, a social media post that tells us, or someone will tell us in person that they're a fan, which always is so surprising to us. Cause we just like, it's <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. But yeah, but I, I want to start building that, but it goes, it's like anything else consistency. And so I have not been modeling that behavior very well um, on this front. So we'll, we'll need to change that moving forward. Well, why don't we um, change it fast action, Judy, to the rescue? If you're yeah. listening right now, I can do a call to action to say, take a screenshot of yourself listening or your screen of the podcast and tag us, tag Megan, yeah. tag Jen, tag Judy on Instagram, put in your stories and say one thing that you got out of listening or just tell us and tag us and say, I want to come to your next clubhouse room. Let us know what you want. Give us what you want. (laughs) What you really, really want. The first room I was ever in, the moderator got you to sing that. Oh, goodness. Um, (laughs) I sing sing on clubhouse. It's so awkward. If I could have been a singer, but I'm not a singer at all, by the way. I just have songs in my head all the time. So it's funny. Okay. We've talked about a LinkedIn a little bit. So I'm going to ask one final question on LinkedIn, and then we'll ask you to share your business book because you are a PRO, obviously on LinkedIn. We know this already through the things that you've been saying and all your knowledge bombs. What are a couple of ways you think people are missing out on, or things aren't things that people aren't using on the platform other than events? We already know that that's probably a thing. (laughs) What else? What are a couple of things? Quick. Well, LinkedIn is rolling out creator mode as of literally April, 2021. So the fact that they're honoring creators and the chief editor of the LinkedIn news has now created a newsletters that is geared towards highlighting creator conversations. So if you make a good post on LinkedIn, you could potentially end up in the LinkedIn news as a top creator. So some of my connections this week got featured and I was like, what? If I make a post, I can get featured in the LinkedIn news, not just as a journalist or a PR, but as a influencer, as a creator. That is a really, really cool update. So, and I like that their actions are matching their words, if that makes sense. They're trying to highlight the creator community and that's a lot of fun. So yeah, I think don't limit your thinking and your mindset around LinkedIn. We like to think that the world of LinkedIn is professional. And I tell people to delete that because I think the walls have come down and we are now more just interested in your leadership voice. If you're an expert, but you can be an expert wearing fox ears and this doesn't make me less professional. Nothing about me on this entire podcast, just because I've been wearing fox ears talking to you. You can't see this right now, but I'm wearing fox ears and that didn't change. But I don't want to gatekeep what we see as professional anymore because I think that's been used in a way against people. How you wear your makeup, how you look, how you dress, how you walk, how you talk, things you can't control. If you have a stutter, all these things. Like I'm just saying from an outside looking in, I think the world has changed and I'm very happy for it. And now just go out on a LinkedIn and be your full on self because you're going to be perfect for the platform. So don't stop yourself from showing up there. I love that piece of advice. And also, yes, and know that there will still be some people who might think that it's too much like Facebook, something that you post. But, you know, I think what Judy said is spot on like that. Keep that in mind and don't worry about the haters. Well, Um, and who, I'm just going to be blunt. You benefit 
you, you, the poster, you, the person putting yourself on LinkedIn benefit, who really benefits by blocking your voice. So just ignore them. Like gate checking, this belongs on Facebook, this belongs on LinkedIn. You know what belongs is you having a thriving life, a thriving business, a thriving social circle. And that social circle, if they're on LinkedIn, then just go enjoy hanging out with them on LinkedIn. Doesn't, why are we gate checking how other people interact? No, for sure. For sure. And and LinkedIn has really come such a long way in the last couple of years. And I mean, people still do abuse it. They still do the instant try to sell you, you know, as soon as you've connected to them. But, you know, that's going to happen. But I, I just everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I see the most hate against towards LinkedIn coming from that. And so I think it's like anywhere else you create the environment that you want to be in. You can make the algorithm work to how you want it um, mm-hmm. to work as well too. So, um, so my that. thing that I tell people is go out, create your list of 10 favorite people, 10 favorite people. You can find 10 people on LinkedIn making content that you enjoy, that you like. And when you curate and you only comment on those 10 people for like just a week, you will then start to enjoy your experience. So yeah. go out and find and get what you want to see and what you want to receive and stop letting the algorithm decide that's what you should see. Go force it to be what you want it to be. For sure. I love that. Love that. Okay. So business book, we have started asking our guests to share a great business book that you would recommend our listeners read. What is your book, Miss Judy? My book is going to be Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell, because I think to really, it's, it's based on storytelling. I love Malcolm Gladwell's storytelling, but I really dial it in to how you can actually use it to network, to getting your own business to tip, your podcast to tip, your opt-in to tip. All these things are capable of tipping. And so if you think about how to network with connectors, mavens, and persuaders, those are the three people he points out that if you figure out truly, and I unlock that for LinkedIn and how to network with those three types of personalities. If you surround and correctly network with those people, then your, whatever you're trying to work on will tip. So there you go. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. We have come to the end and this is great. We haven't had a, we haven't had an hour long show in like a really long time. We try to keep it shorter, but whenever the content is good, we just keep going because I mean, it's always, all the content's always good when we can't stop asking questions that I know that we're, um, yeah, we've got. There's a lot good. to cover today. There's <laughs> a lot. This is a cool platform. <laughs> yes, I love it. All right, so stay tuned, folks. I, I'm not going to commit now to what day the Clubhouse room will be, but if you're listening to this and you are getting on Clubhouse, please follow the Making a Marketer Club. Follow the hashtag Fox Rocks to find F-O-X. Judy. R-O-C-K-F. All right. Thanks so much, Judy. We appreciate you being on with us. Thanks for all the knowledge. Thank you. We'd like to have some fun in addition to sharing the the knowledge from our So do you want a bad joke at the end then? Duh. Oh, 100%. Yeah, do it. All right. The only one off the top of my mind is why did the scarecrow get all the opportunities, all the business opportunities on all the social media platforms? Be- uh, I don't know. Because he- they're outstanding in their field. Oh. <laughs> I, I was like, because he stood in a field? No, it's not that. I'm like, it's something like that. <laughs> he's a scarecrow. 
Oh, wait, did I say that correctly? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Like yeah, for a yeah, second, yeah. I was like, what? Did I not <laughs> yeah. say that joke? <laughs> you totally did. <laughs> no, you did. You did. I was trying to make it social media related. So <laughs> there you go. Oh, perfect. 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 All right. And thanks, Miss Jen. Awesome as always. <laughs> you yourself, Megan. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you. Okay, friends. This has been episode 80. We have about four episodes left, I think, in season four. So keep coming back for that. And we will catch you next time.